Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. Drink it in. Detroit Kool-Aid, the Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. This is your boy Oakry. We are here on a Friday talking Detroit Lions and I have not said this in a while, but this Sunday will be game week. We will be uh, the Lions. We'll be heading down to Arizona to play the Cardinals. I know everybody is super pumped. Actual football. We're actually going to see our offense, see our full defense, all that type of stuff. We'll talk about that and many other things on the Kool-Aid cast. But like I said, it's a Friday and I got Grifka here. Grifka, what's going on, buddy? Oh, man. TGIF couple days away from actual Lions game where we get to put all the speculation to bed and see what this team is all about. Absolutely, man. Lots of rumor and innuendo, lots of unknowns for this football game, but uh, let's just go kick it off. Let's let's put that D-line out there. Let's get number nine back there slinging the football. Let's unleash carry on Kenny. Um, just can't wait, man. Absolutely. So Grifka, uh, go ahead and kick us off. Like, What's going on with the Lions? What do you want to talk about uh, for the people today on the show? Man, now, you know me. We're going into the season. Oh, boy. Here NFL Network. Every article's out there. I had, to, I had to, like, actually reinforce my soapbox just so I could stand on and actually kick it a little more after reading some of this crap because I'm, I'm so tired of all this, man. I often say the disrespect that is given to the Detroit Lions, this is just proof. This is utter proof. I don't know. This this first one, I have a couple different ones, and I'm going to get your opinion on each one after I bring it up. But this first one really bugged the crap out of me. And that was like our, our favorite friends at the Four Letter Network. They got this master simulator, and obviously they put the Lions on the JV level, as that you know every other team was playing pro football. You know they actually had the Detroit Lions through their simulator. Oh, it was obviously just a simulator. They had the Lions starting out 0 and 11, 0 and 11. Did you say 0 and 11, Grifka? Yes, I said 0 and 11, and the tagline. Was- <laughs> After the t- the tagline was after like the Owen eight start or whatever that Martha Ford was tired of it and they fired Matt Patricia and, and Mother Goose takes over as the interim coordinator uh, in- interim head coach it's just like well first of all this is all crap it's not going to happen and once again I don't know <laughs> what the simulator is like I said Owen eleven come on come on four letter network I don't I don't know what simulator even this pulling this from I mean like like who's on these teams I mean you. The simulator realizes that they're playing Arizona in the first game, right? Yeah, they, they realize that, right? And it's just like, they, obviously, the, you know, since ESPN just loved Kyler Murray, they must have put Heisman Trophy winner on there. It's like, so I think that makes them just, you know, an, a be-all, end-all quarterback, you know, losing at Arizona to start with. And I know me and you have talked about other games coming up, but 0-11, how can that not infuriate you about the disrespect? Like I said, the four-letter network often gives our beloved Detroit Lions 
0-11, man. I can't even... It just boggles my mind that their simulator, a la whoever runs the NFL department there at ESPN, believes that they're going to start at 0-11. I, I, I got I to gotta listen to you. How do you feel about this? Grifka, uh, how's your blood pressure there, buddy? I had too much salt for lunch, so right now it's going through the roof. How uh, how's that coffee table of yours? Did you do you break any more glass panes on it when you when you read this? No, not yet. But I did like you know get really mad, and I could feel like the vein like <laughs> pumping through you know, the veins in my neck, just like you know expanding, and I'm just like. Oh. All right. Well, well, let me let me calm you down, Grifka, because this is you again. Like, I don't know, you're perusing Lions 24-7. You're you're reading up on all these articles about negative stuff about the Lions. And and I don't know if you think it's true or if you just let people uh, put it in your brain. But I mean, I hear this article, man. I just think this. That's pitiful. I mean, it's absolutely pitiful. I mean, you could take that simulator. You know what I think about that simulator, Grifka? You know what I think about the ESPN sim- simulator? I'm, what I, what do you think about it? It was a bad decision, period, point blank. It was a, a, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. And when, when you talk about this, or when I saw this come across my timeline on Twitter, I saw people going crazy. Oh, and 11, Matt Pat fired. Martha Ford's had enough. I mean, are you are you freaking kidding me? Are you serious? Like... The, the Lions are not going 0-11. The Lions are not firing Matt Pat. Like... I don't know what the hate is from the country, but every time I see it, I just either laugh or think, wow, these people know nothing about football and, and you like go crazy about it. So like, you know, the, the only thing I would warn is like, we have not played a football game yet. So like, I'm optimistic. I think we've got better football team than last year. I think we have young players. I think the offense can be good. We obviously have a great defensive front, but they got to go play. So until they start racking up W's, I mean, people can say whatever they want, but all these three and three, you know, three win predictions and oh, oh, and eleven. I mean, are you kidding me with that? Like, I, I just shake my head. I mean, I know you get all fired up, but to me, it's just it's it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's just just like I said, it just drives me nuts, and that's I always feel like the four letter network, you know, does the does the most disrespect and. You know, I often think like, you know, okay, man, I'll go watch NFL Network. They kind of treat every team fairly, but I'm really starting to think that they don't. This is me getting back up on my soapbox here. (laughs) You know, they're talking about it. And like, I can't remember who was doing the prognosticating of the NFC North. I can't remember who it was. I just remember they were talking to Maurice Jones-Drew. And since he does Rams games on the side, he's obviously like, you know, oh, I saw the Rams. I know what a good team looks like, blah, blah, blah. So whoever the prognosticator was predicted that the Packers would actually finish last in the NFC North. And I don't know what happened, but MJD, like he pulled a freaking Sanford and son. He grabbed his chest and he looked at him and goes, even worse than the Lions? It's just like, dude. What are you talking about, man? It's just even worse than the Lions. It's just like, you know, oh, that team sucks. You think the Packers are worse than that? Well, screw you, MJD. I mean, you know, because you'll watch a Rams game. I mean, get lost, you fool. When you do like the, you know, your pick their seasons, like you have the Rams losing like one game because you got to go set up in the press box every game and call the game. But all of a sudden, like the Packers, they're, they're the world beaters again. They got a new coach and, you know, porn stash Rodgers is back and they have like, you know, obviously the great, greatest wide receivers of all time, and they got some running back who's going to run the ball a lot. So, you know, they're going to win the division. But when he said that they're even worse than the Lions, 
come on, dude. Obviously, last in the North means worse than the Lions. <laughs> Duh. You don't have to like, oh, no, I'm sorry. The Lions are magically going to finish fifth in a four-team division. Shut up, MJD. Oh, oh, man. So what do you think it, about that? You're going to like MJD, or is he like off the map now, too? Oh, man. MJD, I mean... I wonder how many uh, how many happy meals he's had since he made that take because dude's getting a little large uh, these days. But uh, he tries to be funny. He tries to have hot takes. You, you know what I would have done to MJD Grifka? What? <laughs> MJD would have been like, "What? They're gonna finish after the lot?" Ah! No, you don't like that call. I don't like that call. Not a very good call. Grifka, I would have dropped the Jim Rome hammer on this uh, this uh, suddenly overweight midget uh, named MJD. Uh, again, thinks he's the king of fantasy football. Guarantee I could take this guy out. Secondly, like you say, he played in Jacksonville. What does he know about NFL football? I mean, what did he win? A few games his whole career? Or he had one run maybe, and that was it uh, in his uh, illustrious time in Jacksonville. And what did he go to, like – the Raiders. Oh, I'm sure you really were a great football team out with the Raiders. I'm sure you really know what they look like. Like these are just pot shots at the lions because everybody thinks it's the lions. Like these are the people that don't use their brain. They don't look at the roster. They don't uh, project forward. They just think, well, the lions have never won. Why would they win this year? Like, I mean, this is just like you say, NFL network, ESPN, these guys are, are big, you know, big picture, big name guys. That's why you hate them. I mean, I love it when they talk about Baker Mayfield. Um, and when they talk about Odell Beckham. I mean, Grifka, I mean, I would pitch it to you, but instead of doing that, we can always just uh, play this when I uh, say that about that player. I'm like, that's Baker Mayfield right there. Baker. Yeah, yeah, I just want to let you know. He sucks, okay? Yeah, there you go. Mark it down. So you hate all these networks because they pub up people like that. You have a vendetta against, and they hate on our lions. And for me, I just sit there and like laugh because for you to say like Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield have never done anything shows me that you don't know what you're talking about. And then these guys saying that the lions are going to finish last shows me they have no clue. So I, I just, I just sit there and go, Grifka, is this a real question? Really? It's not really a question. It's more of like a rant. Of course, I had to like. It just drives me nuts. Everybody like treats the lions like a butt of a joke, man. Like you even worried like about a, the lions? It's like what? Like a whatever. like a punching bag? Like a lion's punching bag? Exactly. <laughs> I had to wait for that last punch. I forgot it was there for a second. I'm like, oh, gotta wait for the last one. Griff, because that's that's us on Sunday versus Kyler Murray. It's gonna be it's gonna be this, and then the knockout shot. Boom, now you're done. Yeah. Well, so. let's do this. Since since my blood pressure is through the roof now, I'm going to have to put my coffee down and stop taking you know my salt pills and everything so I get back to normal blood pressure. How about uh, we get a word from our sponsors here? Yeah, man, let's do that. We'll get out. Everybody, we'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. 
You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Everybody, we're back, and that means we're that much closer to football on Sunday. Uh, cannot wait. Enjoy talking. Grifka got himself all riled up about these people that have no clue about the Detroit Lions. Uh, I would like them, excuse me, to get off to a good start. I'd love to see our Lions come out of the gate hot. I'd love to see them get a road victory. But all these terrible predictions, all these people just acting like we're going to finish last. I mean, obviously anything is possible, but I, I just don't see that happening on a, almost every level. So, Grifka, what else is going on? Let's turn this show upside down. We're leading a Sunday. Um, let's talk about some more line stuff and get the people all, all all psyched for the game. Yeah, I have a question for you. I know a lot of coaches, um, they usually break down seasons in quarters, you know, you know, every four games, and they try to win every quarter. Um, my question to you is, with the new offensive scheme that's coming in and um, the, the, the new players that they brought in on the defense, you know, looking to shore up the defensive line, uh, the defensive backfield, um, with this particular team, do you think the first quarter of this season may be the most important quarter of the whole year? Well, I mean, it's good. This is one of uh, I always give you grief for your question. This is a good question. I mean, uh, is it the most important part? I mean, I think people put a lot of stock in like, you know, oh, they, they this is a must win. You've got to come out hot in the early part of the season. You, If you lose a few early, it's going to kill you. Like, I'm a big proponent, especially in the NFL, like, every game is big. I mean, let's say you lose your first four, but then you rip off, like, eight towards the end of the year. Your record's still going to be good, and you're actually going to have more momentum than if you were to start fast and then stumble down the down the end most times. So I think the beginning is important for the Lions because they have some really tough teams coming in. I mean, we're, we're getting some good breaks. I mean, we're playing a rookie on the road. We've got the Chargers coming in, probably not at full speed, um, you know, uh, then we're, we had some tough road games. We got the Chiefs coming in. So the, the beginning part is is bad, but I got to say that, you know, there the areas where we can capitalize, we need to do so. And uh, like I say, I just want to see this team be a really solid, good football team. I got to say some things they did in the preseason were not encouraging, like in regards to penalties and offensive line play, as well as, you know, some of their skill guys. Obviously, we didn't see much from so you know, I still have question marks there, no doubt. And you really don't know until the regular season gets going and people unveil what they're going to do. But I think the beginning is important, but you know, this is where I always caution you. Don't freak out if they have a terrible game in Arizona, the season isn't over. Like don't go crazy. If in those first five games, like their, their record isn't what we would have hoped because there's still lots of football left to be played and like every given any given Sunday anything can happen so you know you just take every game as it is every snap and you hope that Matt Pat's defense is is like it was last year as well as improved you hope that the offense I mean pretty much can't be anything but improved and uh just go out there and like I say limit the mistakes play good football so I think it's important but I also think that uh 
don't get too hyped on the first four games, the first, you know, six, eight games. It really is a uh, encompass of the whole schedule. You got to keep that in your brain at all times. Yeah, um, I see your point. You make some really good points there. I think the way I feel about the first quarter of the schedule, and I know Matt Pat likes to say an awful lot, they'd rather be playing well in December than in September. And I I totally see that point. You know, like you said, if you start off really hot, I mean, we've seen it before where teams start off hot and then they, you know, in the second quarter at some point, in the second quarter of the season, they kind of start to fizzle out and they struggle and, you know, they're on that bubble for making the playoffs and they ultimately fall short. I'm thinking this more of like, I, I think it's important for them to see with, with the offense and the defense to see if the upgrades and the new offense, where it's at. And this, if, if the offense can, you know, continues to struggle like it did last year with the new offensive coordinator, I mean, I don't know if that's going to start to bring any doubt into the players' heads. You know, do once again, do we have the right offense coordinator? Do we need to make a change? Do we need to open it up more depending on what, you know, Bevel wants to do um, defense wise, you know, if, um, you know, the, the guys they brought in for big bucks, you know, it takes them a little longer to, you know, get acclimated to the scheme. I mean, it's, they brought the guys in, you know, because they've worked with Patricia in the past, you know, obviously flowers, you know, Coleman, everybody's like, they they they'll pick up on it quicker. I think as long, as long as they have a good showing, I mean, I'm not expecting them to go say, you know, 4-0, but, you know, 2-2 two and two against, you know, those the teams that they're playing is, is a good first quarter for this. And if the offense is showing itself, you know, putting up some points, the defense is, you know, being able to make some stops when needed. They're not getting ran over. I mean, like you said, it's really tough. You know, after the Cardinals, they, they come home up against the Chargers. Then they have to go to Philadelphia. And then they come home and play the Chiefs. And those those last three teams I mentioned, everybody's predicting those three teams to be in the playoffs. So if the Lions can have a really good showing against these guys and, um, you know, like I said, not, they don't have to, they don't have to go, you know, four and but have a good showing and not struggle to a one and three start, you know, oh, and four start where if some of the players that might creep into their head, like, you know, maybe we're not as good as we thought, you know, just a good showing. I think that's why it's really important for these guys, you know, to get off to a good start that way, you know, offense, defense wise. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I just, like I say, I'm always cautioning you because, you know, again, we are all hype. We love football, but it, it's discouraging for me when like the lines will have a one bad game and people just, Oh, this offensive line's terrible. It's like, is, is there a chance that maybe they had a bad week? Cause that happens, you know, Oh man, we just can't put up any points. Like you, it's been one game or two games into the season. Like you don't even know what the full complement of this offense is going to look like. So that's why I'm cautioning people is like, again, you're just saying two and two. I mean, don't forget our predictions, 12 and four. If you go two and two, you got to lose two games the rest of the season. So, um, you know, we, we know that was an optimistic prediction by us, but, uh, like you say, just kind of take it game by game, play by play. And like I say, I think we'll be uh, excited to see what we see from this team. And it's another growing year. It's year two under Matt Pat, the defense, as well as basically year one under this offense. So no excuses, but also, uh, gotta see it and let it breathe a little bit and go. So Grifka before, uh, I know you got some other things we want to talk about, but, uh, let me throw something at you since we're talking about first quarters and schedules. Um, I'm going to give Frank Ribble another shout out. He's, uh, He's always supporting the Detroit Kool-Aid cast as well as he's on Twitter, I think, 24-7, 368, um, tweeting and talking Lions. But uh, the other day I'm just sitting there and my phone just bringing off the hook with the notifications. And sure enough, it's Frank Ribble 
getting all his uh, predictions from people for this football game. So I don't have them all in front of me. I can't even say I saw them all, though they were coming in so fast and furious. But if you want to go check out Frank Ribble's uh, Twitter, that's R-I-B-B-L-E, um, first name Frank. Uh, here's a couple of them that I saw. Somebody has the Lions 31, Cardinals 17. We've got 24-13 Lions, 21-10 Lions. So three Lions dubs with kind of different scores right there. 27-13 Lions, 31-17 Lions, um, 28-23 Lions. So, uh, you know, obviously a lot of Kool-Aid drinkers in in Frank Ribble's uh, notifications there getting back to him with predictions. But we love seeing that, and uh, we just want you guys to all go out there, soak those in, as well as uh, be positive going in this first game. So I just want to get those out there, and you guys know what me and Griff could think. We think this is a winnable football game. We think you got to go on the road and get it done. So I just wanted to get that in, Griff, before we got too far down the road. What else we got? Well, first I want to thank Frank for, uh, you know, going out there, you know, doing some legwork, getting some scores. It's always great, like you said, to hear other Kool-Aid drinkers, you know, having a lot of confidence in this team. Um, thinking back on it, though, when we kind of covered them, you know, when we kind of covered this game on our last show, we never really gave our predictions for it. We just kind of discussed the offense and the defense and how, you know, what they do to handle Kyler Marine, how Arizona was probably trying to kind of handle our new look offense. So uh, let's do this. I mean, um, really. How are you really seeing this game coming? You know, what type of score are you looking for? I, uh, you know, I know we threw out a prediction way before. Now that we're close to the season, gosh, I mean, I I love projecting and putting it out there, but uh, this is such a tough one for me because you know, like everybody is so holding everything back, and we just don't know. So if I got to put a score on it right now, I mean, I think this is going to be a fun game for fantasy football fans to watch. Cause I think there'll be some surprises on both sides of what you see and some exciting plays probably back and forth, maybe on both sides of the ball, but hopefully more lions and uh, gosh, man, if I got to throw out a score, I'm going to go, I think our lions are going to, you know, get the offense going, but not to a, a crazy level. I think we're probably going to put up 27 points. And I think we're going to hold the Cardinals to 21 points. So I think we'll we'll have a decently handily victory, but I, there will be some dicey moments, I think, in the second half as well as maybe towards the end. But um, I think we walk out of a, with a victory, 27-21 Lions. Hold on. That's, that's good. Wow. I know, I know that's your reaction, right? Wow. <laughs> you got it, man, right there. Um <laughs> I, he said, I, I think the offense that Kingsbury's bringing, I mean, there's there's a lot of things you can do with it. I mean, if you're running, you know, a whole bunch of people, you know, running a, a big time, you know, just like you said, air raid offense, pass the ball all over the place. That means his offensive line needs to be really stout, you know, stop the lines, you know, front four. Um, I don't think the lines are going to blitz a whole lot this game simply because I think that just creates more running room for Kyler Murray. If he does break loose, um, they may put a spy on him. It's going to hurt a little more with uh, Davis. It doesn't sound like he's going to play as of right now, but um, his speed was somebody on that uh, defense as one of the linebackers that, um, I want to, you know, want to say equal. I think he'd be able to equal Kyler Murray being able to keep up with him and uh, and being able to track him down. I think um, the other lines linebackers may not be as fleet at foot, and um, 
would, would struggle with a little more. That's why I don't think the Lions are going to blitz as much and try to keep Kyler Murray in the pocket. But, um, you know, with that being said, I think the Lions, like you said, I think they're going to come out. They're going to open the playbook up. They're going to, um, you know, pass the ball around. I don't think the Cardinals' defensive backfield is that great. I don't think their front four is that great. I think they're more stout at the linebacker position than, than they are at the, um, at the interior of the defensive line. So I think the Lions are really going to try to run it up the middle on this team right now. Um, and then, you know, draw those safeties up and uh, then go, you know, take their shots downfield. So the way I see in this game playing out, I think it's going to be probably like a 28-17 uh, Lions victory is what I'm looking at here. And um, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing them using your boy uh, a little bit, you know, TJ Hawkinson, um, simply because I think he, he is, a you know, the tight ends, I believe, are a really good matchup against the uh, Cardinals linebackers this week. So, and if they're going to, you know, if they use them a first-round pick, I mean, like I said, I, I don't see it happening, but for your sake, for Lions' sake, for Lions fans' sake, you know, if it's going to be one of those games where Hawkinson kind of goes out there, shows what he, you know, what they got him for, you know, blocking-wise and, um, you know, catching the ball, maybe a touchdown, move the chains when needed, it'd, it'd be nice to see him. Griffka, I just want to get it right. Did you say something uh, complimentary about TJ Hawkinson here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast? Uh, yes, I did. You know everybody out there loves that. You finally come around. I mean, uh, maybe we'll hear even more from that when he starts scoring touchdowns. I don't know if you caught the preseason. He's catching the football. Unbelievable. He's running after catch. I mean, how, how soon before you order his jersey? I mean, really? Oh, I won't be ordering one of those, but I was really hoping, you know, with my take, you would drop a, wow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was so blown away by your take on Hawkins and I couldn't even get to it. But now that you mention it, man, Griffka said something great about our, our, our first round pick, number eight overall, TJ Hawkinson. Can you believe it? Wow. There you go. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. That's still sweeping the country, by the way. Yeah, it has to be probably the greatest soundbite you've ever found. Are, are you amazed by it? <clears throat> yeah, mind blown, man. Mind blown. Wow. <laughs> what else we got? <laughs> um, I, I just have one more. I, I really want to hear from you. I, I know you've had little bits and pieces of it. If Kyler Murray was standing right in front of you, and you had a microphone in your hand, and you could say anything to him. And I know he's probably going to sit there and roll his eyes and turn his back on you. What would you say to Kyler Murray about the Lions front four coming after him this weekend? Oh, my. Uh, where do I start with this question? So, Kyler Murray, I mean, he's about three foot eight. I mean, a hundred and nothing. Um, you know, this guy thinks he's some a baseball star. Obviously we don't talk about that on the podcast. I'll probably have to edit that out later. Um, this guy, I mean, he, he comes in with all this bravado. I mean, you see him at the uh, practices, got about eight gold chains on like, Hey, uh, Mr. T called, he wants his starter kit back. Um, this guy's got his black visor, all this, all this gear on, like he's some star. He's never made a play in football. So, okay. He's dancing around a little bit in the preseason. He's back there doing whatever he, he's doing. Can you imagine the the sheer fear uh, on his on his brain? I mean, the minute he lines up and looks across and sees flowers, snacks, 
Daniels and A. Sean. I mean, this is probably what's going to go through his head. I mean, he, he might just say to his coach, he might just call a timeout and go to his coach who also sucks and go, I don't know, something like this. Nope, nope, nope. And just sub himself out. I mean, that might be what happens because this guy has has no idea like what he's in for. He doesn't know what the NFL is all about. I mean, could this guy be good at some point? Sure. But I think the Lions are just going to beat him up physically. I think he's going to have kind of those welcome to the NFL moments. He may have a couple plays here or there. But it's not going to be enough. And uh, yeah, man, when the when the Lions get a hold of him, I mean, it's going to be something else. I mean, I just don't know how else to put it. I mean, I wish I had some more sound drops, but basically, you're just going to hear Kyler Murray screaming for his life. I mean, just uh, saying, you know, looking at the line and just seeing these physical beasts and being like, Damn! I mean, we're just going to put him in the ground on Sunday. Bottom line. That's that's what I love to hear, man. I, I love when uh, you give your takes like that. It's just the optimism is just pouring out of every one of your pores. So uh, that's like uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to that too. Like I said, they got to keep him in the pocket, and then uh, to quote the great late great L. Davis, the quarterback must go down, and he must go down hard. I mean, I'm sure you can probably find that sound drop somewhere because that's all over the place. But oh, absolutely, you know, we, we might have to play that next week multiple times because uh, that's what needs to happen. And uh, Lions have to treat this guy not only like a rookie, but like a little tiny rookie that uh, you know that they need to dominate physically and they need to intimidate. You know, again, I love it when the Lions have a little nasty when they're getting back there. They're hitting them, maybe a little extra after the whistle, but not enough for a flag. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you got to do. Like, you basically got to get in this guy's head, intimidate him, scare him, let him know, man, this, this isn't this isn't seven on seven. You're not out there uh, running around in shorts anymore. You're not out at uh, Texas Tech or Oklahoma trying to do everything and anything you want to do. Like, this is the NFL, man. Welcome to it. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things where I want Kyler, I want Kyler Murray. You know, it's just everybody always has thing. You know, we're not afraid of anybody. Everybody says that we're not afraid of anybody. I want him to see like when that team walks out on the field, you know, to warm up. You know, at the beginning of the game, at halftime, I just want him to be like, I don't want to say scared, but just. You don't know what you're in for. These guys are just going to rough you up. And this is a, this this team is full of bad men, like you said, Mike Daniel, Ashawn Robinson. Those are two of the baddest men in the NFL right now. And those guys, I just want those guys, you know, you know, breathing down his neck. And it's just one of those things where he just he just doesn't know what he's in for, and he doesn't know where it's coming from, where the pressure's coming from. He's going to be trying to have eyes in his back, and you know, and they're going to be on top of him taking him down before he even knows it. So that's what I'm looking for. I mean, these guys, you know, they said they were full of bad men. You know, the guys you don't want to meet, meet in a dark alley, cool. Prove it. Go down there. Take the number one draft pick down. It's getting all this hype. Everybody wants to see him. Take him down. I'm not saying, you know, play dirty. Take him out. You know, do anything illegal. You know, you want to clean, but make, make him hurt. I, you know, put him in a put him in an ice bath after the game, and then an ice bath on Monday. You know, that's what that's what I want to see. Grifka, I love it. 
the people love it and uh everybody uh from both our takes right there i mean it's it's simple detroit kool-aid cast all day drink it in uh... grifka you, you got anything else or can i can i do a little something for the people how about uh, the, the the floor is yours, sir? I will clear out the floor is yours. Do your dance off with your pants off. <laughs> Grifka, like I've been known, we have a guest on the show to go Nate Burleson and do an incredible intro that usually ends with in the building, oh baby, something like that, right? But I want to do a little promo for the people because we've been waiting. I don't even know how long we got to be probably six plus months in the making that football is back. We we've, we've rumbled through this, this thing they call preseason, which is a waste of everyone's time. Um, I've totally enjoyed probably a Baker's dozen worth of fantasy drafts. I'm ready to rock and roll there. NFL football. I got college last week, got my Michigan Wolverines uh, last week, which was great. But uh, when the NFL kicks off, not only on Thursday, but when the Lions line up on Sunday, man, I'll be ready to go. So I want to cut a little promo here for the people just to get everybody hyped and understand that we got NFL football ready to go. So if you're sitting there listening to this right now, at 425 on Sunday, the Detroit Lions are going to roll up into the Arizona Cardinals house. You know that big thing that looks like a toaster oven? Yeah, we're coming there to take your toast, your jelly, whatever you got, and and lay some wood on Kyler Murray and anybody else that wants a piece. And you know who's going to do that from 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 snap one? It's going to be flowers. It's going to be snacks. It's going to be Mike Daniels. It's going to be a Sean. It's going to be uh, Tracy Walker on the back end. It's going to be uh, Darius Slay out there waving fingers. And then when we get the football offensively, number nine is going to be under center. He's going to be slinging the football around to this guy that everybody slept on. I don't know why he's been balling out since we drafted him. His name is Kenny Galladay. Oh, baby. Uh, we got on Johnson. Everybody saw this guy last year. Every time he got the football and every time he was featured, I mean, he put up about 100, 120 in a touch every time he was actually used. And, okay, he went down with an injury. He's ready to rock and roll. You know, basically our whole O-line is returning except for one spot. We've got other weapons. Everybody also forgot about Marvin Jones. This guy can go up and get the football. He can uh, he can score in the red zone. I mean, I see him having a bounce back here. You got this guy, Grifka. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is TJ Hawkinson. Hawkamania is going to be running wild all season long. But here in week one where everybody's like, oh, rookie tight ends, man, they don't do anything. Like these guys are just slow starters. I wouldn't be surprised if they get this guy the football early and often. He's kind of the talk of the end of this game of man look at what they do have in this rookie put up you know 75 and a touch i would not be surprised one bit and uh everybody i'm telling you like get ready for this football game go to the grocery store load up on all the food you shouldn't eat i mean go get uh things for the grill you know, clear out your day. Don't, don't be pulling any of this garbage where I got to take the kids out. I got a, I got a function, you know, clear this day out. Cause Sunday at four we're kicking the football off for lions football and enjoy the day. Enjoy fantasy football, get ready to roll and let's go put up a W. So Grifka, are you with me? Are we going to go do this dang thing or what? Because it's time to drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Let's go make a batch. I'll see you on Sunday. And it's time to get this W. You know what I'm saying? Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah, so looking forward to this. Get the Kool-Aid, get the cornbread, get whatever it takes. Just go out and just roll the Cardinals, man. That's that's the biggest thing. So hyped for the season. 
big thing's gonna happen, man. Cornbread! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in. Uh... Grifka, I think we gotta leave it there. I mean, I think I, I got the people all wound up. We're ready to go. Let's do this dang thing. Let's come back next week, talk about a W. Let's talk about what we saw from our real football team after we finally see him here on Sunday. And uh, just love it, man. Love that football's here. I'm just absolutely ready to go. Got myself in a lather here. Grifka, don't bring me down. Don't bring the show down. But they do want to know. Do you got anything else for the people? Uh, Nope. That's a triple for Grifka. Everybody, I hope you're hype. I hope I did you good there. I hope you are ready to go. Lions football, this is going to be a great season. This is an improved team. We're ready to go. Stay healthy. Put up points and play nasty defense. I'm ready to do this. Everybody, we'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast talking all about it. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. We'll catch you here next Wednesday and Friday talking Lions football. Everybody, we're out. Drink it in, man.